Warning. The SCP Foundation database is classified. Access by unauthorized personnel is strictly prohibited. Perpetrators will be tracked, located, and detained. Item number SCP-093 Object Class Euclid Special Containment Procedures See Testing Document 093-T1 for outline of testing conditions. SCP-093 must remain on a mirror at all times and under video surveillance. Admittance into the area of SCP-093's containment must be authorized only with proper video recording and subject retrieval procedures in place. Any attempt to use SCP-093 outside of an approved test will be dealt with severely, up to and including termination. Description SCP-093 is a primarily red disc carved from a stone composite resembling cinnabar, with circular engravings and unknown symbols carved at 0.5 cm depth around the entire object. Deeper cuts are present on SCP-093 with a depth of 1 to 1.5 cm. SCP-093 is 7.62 centimeters in diameter and fits comfortably into most palms without abrasion. SCP-093 will change hue when held by a living individual. The colors taken by SCP-093 are still being researched to establish a link. Current belief holds that the changes depend upon regrets carried by the holder. If SCP-093 is removed from a mirror and not held by a person, it will seek out the nearest mirror-like surface. SCP-093 has been observed to travel in the largest possible circle while rolling, building up phenomenal speed. The mechanism of this acceleration is currently unknown. If an obstacle is between SCP-093 and the nearest mirror-like surface, it will use this momentum to punch through the obstacle and continue on its course at this speed. It will only stop when a mirror-like surface is contacted. Despite tremendous impact velocities, no damage will be dealt to SCP-093 or the mirror. Additional Notes No records exist to clarify the nature of SCP-093's discovery or presence in the Foundation. See SCP-093-OD. Since no records exist explaining SCP-093's method of containment, a test procedure was initiated to establish why mirrors must be used to contain it. The results of 093-T1 led to the discovery of living beings holding SCP-093 being able to move through mirrors, and the series of tests in 093-T2 to ascertain the destination reached through this travel. Document SCP-093-OD Original Documentation Item Number 
SCP-093 Object Class Euclid Special Containment Procedures Item SCP-093 is to be kept on a silver-lined mirror on a 0.3 by 0.23 meter, 1 foot by 9 inch, pedestal, at least 1.22 meters, 4 feet, off the ground floor in containment cell block. Redacted. Object is not to be contained in areas exceeding 3.66 by 3.05 meters, 12 by 10 feet nor placed on mahogany, pine, cherry, or aluminum pedestals above or below level 1 of containment cell block. Redacted. Object can be handled safely, albeit gently, without consequences. Tests and consequences thereof involving containment conditions can be viewed in Section B, 35-1 of the attached report. Description Object was found on the shore of the Red Sea, January 30, 1968, emitting a low sigh and a dim blue gleam. Its color has since turned into an orange mix of red, only emitting a hum of varying volume whilst in the presence of female examiners of ages between 34 and 41. SCP-093 resembled the documented blue for 54 minutes 34 seconds at 0100 hours 23 minutes on April 26, 1986, coincidentally when the body of 194-9834 was discovered in research facility. Redacted. Ties between 194-9834 and SCP-093 remain inconclusive and effects of prolonged exposure to 093 remain unknown, except for infrequent reports of periods of calmness, and in the case of 242-0049, as periodic waves of depression, loss of balance, and thoughts of suicide. These feelings have reportedly not exceeded 11 days in duration. Object seemed to react to the presence of 242-0056 by turning light violet for no more than 2 minutes 9 seconds, as documented on March 12, 1993. Effects of this reaction remain unknown. Additional Notes Origins of 093 remain unknown, and documents of recovery of 093 have since been destroyed in a fire in research facility. Redacted. December 9, 1989. Reports on the feelings of researchers who handled 093 have remained inconsequential since April 19, 1995. Document 093-T1 Containment Test Testing of SCP-093 against conditions set forth for existing containment procedures to assess viability of continuing such containment, beginning with changing the type of mirror used as a position of rest. Mirrored Surface Brass Frame Retail Grade Mirror SCP-093 rests without activity when placed on the mirror. 
This test alone removes the need for costly silver or wooden containment systems. Standard Grade Table SCP-093 turns upright and begins to roll across the table surface in one direction, making a U-turn and rolling to the other, completing an oval shape, and repeating this action until a mirror is brought into vicinity of it, at which time SCP-093 rolls toward the mirror and lays flatways against it, sliding toward the center. It is noted that despite the grainy feel of SCP-093, it does not mark the mirror in any fashion while moving across it. Two mirrors at either end of a standard grade table. SCP-093 gravitates toward the closer mirror regardless of orientation and makes no distinction between different types of mirrors, favoring a factor of distance above all else in choosing the mirror to move to. A mirror held by a person and moved around. SCP-093 follows the mirror as it moves, gaining speed until a maximum velocity of redacted is reached. At any velocity, the impact of SCP-093 against a mirrored surface results in no damage to either object. A person holding SCP-093 placing it on a mirror. This test was accidental, the result of one of the staff tripping another after some debate about who would be covering the lunch tab. As a result of the behavior of the researchers, it was discovered that a person holding SCP-093 and placing it against a mirror will in fact move into the mirror. Addendum Containment testing discontinued after establishing that SCP-093 requires only a mirror to rest inert. Testing on human interaction with mirrors while holding SCP-093 authorized by Dr. Redacted. Document 093-T2 Mirror Test Testing Protocols Subjects testing SCP-093 must wear a Class 3 buckle harness strapped to the chest and attached to a tension pulley system, allowing for 300 meters, approximately 1,000 feet, of movement. Additional spools may be added to extend movement if necessary. The clasps connecting these spools must be high-grade and capable of withstanding applied force of 0.2 tons. A field kit containing the following should be standard issue for testing of SCP-093. 1. Wrist-mounted light source with 3 hours lifespan and additional power sources providing up to 6 additional hours. 4. 0.5 liter water bottles with water. 4. MREs of any type, plus 2 plain granola bars, chocolate chips allowed. 1. Standard issue Beretta 9mm firearm with 24 rounds of ammunition, loaded. This is not to be issued until subject has passed into a mirror using SCP-093 and should be given under armed supervision, ensuring that the subject passes through entirely. 
This item is to be requisitioned first upon subject's return, and subject is to be made aware of this before leaving line of sight within SCP-093's mirror. 1. Standard Issue Field Knife The subject is not to be made aware of this item and must find it on their own within the kit. The subject must also be attached to a video system with a camera mounted on the subject's head or shoulders. The video device should be cable-based and allow for the same length of travel as the return system. Wireless cameras have shown mixed results and should only be used in testing conditions where SCP-093 is a currently known color. New colors must be tested using wired feed. During testing, the color of SCP-093 must be recorded, as well as history of the subject in terms of their incarceration to identify how SCP-093 determines the color to assume. A link appears to be connected to guilt or a lack thereof in the subject's psyche. The attached test results should be read in order. Test 1. Color. Blue. Subject is D-20384. Male. 34 years of age, strong physique. Subject's background shows instance of murder and attempted suicide. Subject is cooperative in all steps of testing. Subject entered the provided mirror while holding SCP-093, which emitted a blue color. Outside technicians observed that the mirror retained a true reflection until subject had completely passed into it at which time the view changed to an outdoor landscape, heavily tinged in blue. Video feed follows in attached media. Begin Log Camera activates, flickers to view. Camera's rolling. D-20384, give us a view of the surroundings, please. All right. Subject is looking out over the same field reported by technicians. Looks like typical lowland plains. Everything has a heavy blue tinge overlapping the normal colors. No discernible landmarks visible as subject pans view left to right. Only grass, weeds, and a breeze moving the taller grass. No trees, no living beings visible. Thank you. Please move forward until you see anything unusual. Subject moves forward as instructed, traveling for approximately 500 steps before something becomes visible. A patch of the land up ahead is barren, and grass can be seen dying as subject approaches it. Approximately 300 further steps forward, subject is standing before a hole in the ground. The hole has been dug using unknown tools of primitive origin. Hey, did you just tug on the cable? I thought I felt something. We've activated the pulley system. 
You are to climb down the hole and investigate where it leads. Uh, I would really rather not. I can't even see the bottom, and it's not like there's a ladder or, or a rope. The pulley system will keep you from falling. You'll be fine. Subject relies on his own hands and the pulley system to slow his descent into the hole. Light source provided in field kit activates 50 meters down when outside sources become unreliable. Approximately 100 meters of cable is used before a bottom is reached. Sweeping gestures of the light reveal nothing more than dirt, even at the bottom of the hole. There's a passage ahead of you. Please proceed forward. Is the blue coloration still present? Blue? Yes, the blue tinge. It's hard to tell in this light. Uh, nothing's blue to me. Nothing ever was. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Noted. Light is visible down the passage. Two hundred three eighty-four. What are you doing? You are not instructed to draw your weapon. I'm walking down a dark tunnel in some weird hole in the ground in another goddamn dimension. Don't want to be caught off guard, is all. Just don't do anything rash. The tunnel turns from bare dirt to a concrete enclosure. The light source is revealed to be a series of ceiling light fixtures, with less than a quarter broken while the others function. Ugh. Something fucking reeks. Keep your camera facing forward, please. Stand by. A series of six doors, three to a side, span before the camera view with a seventh door visible at the end of the corridor that has been blocked by what looks like generic metal shelving debris. Debris shows signs of rusting and is typical of retail store units, suggesting other human presences. Thank you. Please try opening the doors in any order you choose. Subject tries first door on right. Door is locked. Does not open. Second door tries to open. But does not budge. Unlocked, but blocked. Third door is tried. Same results as first. On other side, the third door opens fully, and light is bright in the room. Portable light switches off as subject pans camera to inspect room. Room is bare, no contents, but walls are filthy. I don't know what this is on the walls. It's not dirt. Almost looks like brown melted plastic or something. Thank you. You may check the next room. Close the door as you exit, please. 
Subject moves to second door on left. No handle on this one. The hole for the missing handle is plugged by unknown material, obstructing view into the room. Subject moves on to first door on left. Locked. But, but there's a key broken off in it. With effort, subject manipulates broken key to open door. <coughs> Fuck! What is that smell? Can you describe the smell? It's just... wrong. Walls of room are clean, as is floor. Ceiling is coated in the same strange brown material as the third room. In this room, there is a makeshift cot made from aged blankets with a pillow and a wooden crate containing open boxes of what appears to have been foodstuffs. They are labeled in a language that appears as squiggles on video. Get a clear shot of the writing on those boxes, please. Get some stills ready to send to linguistics for analysis. Uh, okay. They just say cereal, like in English. A second crate in the room contains what appear to be empty water bottles that have dried out. A book lays next to the cot, closed, no title or identifying marks. There's some newspaper clippings penned on a corkboard over here. Look pretty old. Are you also able to read them? Yeah, for the most part. They're faded and dirty. Stand by. All right. Carefully remove the clippings from the board and place them each in a field sample container. Despite subject taking care in removing the articles, all but one crumble at the touch due to age. The intact article is put in a field sample container and seems the most recent compared to the others. Uh, where now? There was a book on the bed behind you. Please investigate it. Doc, could you repeat that request? We made no request, 20384. We took our headsets off during that anomaly. Have you investigated the book? No, not yet. I stopped when- 20384, the door to the room has begun to slowly close on you. Leave the book and exit before it closes completely and locks you in. Uh, shit, okay. Allow the door to close on its own once you're out. Then investigate the second door. Careful review of the following 10 seconds of tape shows that as the camera pans, a figure is visible at the end of the tunnel where the seventh door is. Behind the shelving debris, the door is open, only enough for a face to be seen through a crack just before the door silently closes. No details can be seen.
Subject investigates the second door on the right with no mention of anything seen out of the ordinary. Subject pushes against door, which moves only slightly. Hold on. Yeah, that's as far as it's going to open. From here I can see、uh, another cork board with more articles on it, another box of cereal, and uh, uh, anything else? A hand, I think, on the floor, palm up. I, I think there's a body in there. Is it alive? Definitely not. Stand by. Okay, two o three eighty four. That's enough. Please begin making your way back. Oh, thank God! The smell is getting worse by the fucking minute. As subject makes his way out, camera pans past the seventh door, which remains closed. I can see the hole leading out. I just felt a tug on the line again. I assume that's you. Hey, hey, hey! What are you doing? Hello. What the hell is going on? Everything all right? Stand by. Hey, what the fuck? Subject's cable suddenly becomes taut and begins slowly pulling him forward and off of the ground. What's wrong? What's the hurry? Doc, what is happening? Two three eighty four. About a hundred meters of cable was just pulled into the mirror. Please halt your ascent until we figure out what has happened. I'm not climbing. What? I'm not climbing. The cable's pulling me up. Shit. Michaels, what's the status on that cable? It's taut as hell, Doctor.、Uh, something must be pulling on the slack in the middle. Two three eighty four. Get your gun ready. Way ahead of you. Upon reaching top of hole. Nothing is visible on camera, and subject reports nothing has changed in the landscape. He then begins a return trip, following the path of the cable. Subject has been traveling for approximately 900 steps. Ah,、uh, Doc, how much cable have I used? We're not entirely sure due to complications. But you have traveled in a straight line to reach the hole, so it should be a straight line back. Yeah, about that. I can see more of it now. It's moving at like a ninety-degree angle away from a point on the ground. Is it caught on something? No, nothing I can see. Subject turns away from the cable and pans the camera around full circle slowly. On film, behind subject. What is it? What now? A crowd of thirty-seven countable figures stand silently. Features are unidentifiable, and they are lacking the blue tinge that dominates the landscape. Two three eighty-four. Do you see anything? I said no. Just the cable acting funny. Reel it in. The pulley system is engaged, and cable slack rapidly winds. Watching the angled cable. Movement can be seen as grass is disturbed further down the angled portion from the reeling in, 
Then the line vibrates as it meets resistance and recoils. Subject's camera pans back along length of cable, which now appears to be slowly allowing more slack, before suddenly all slack is returned and pulley system begins again. All right, the cable seems to be free. Please quickly follow the cable path to the exit. Subject fires pistol at something not visible on camera. Move to the exit now. Camera shows the cable disappearing into a point floating in the air, which subject rapidly approaches and passes through into the experiment control room. He's through. End log. The mirror took approximately five seconds to return to a reflection, and SCP-093 remained blue in color until one hour after being recovered from subject. A vile-smelling fluid was present on subject's sleeves around his hands when firearm was recovered. This fluid dried quickly and was deemed insignificant of study due to lack of quality sample. Control personnel monitoring the mirror state having seen a massive human being crawling on the ground, easily 50 times the size of a normal person with no facial features and a very short arm reach, pulling itself toward the mirror before it returned to a reflection. Due to proximity, fine details could not be made out, but at least one observer noted the being appeared to have been shot from the marks in the otherwise smooth, featureless face. Field test kit recovered from subject containing a newspaper article that reads, Redacted. And was filed as item. Redacted. Test 2. Color. Green. Subject is D54493. Female. 23 years of age. Average physique. Subject's background shows instance of grand theft auto and second degree murder of two children during escape with vehicle. Subject is cooperative in most steps of testing. Subject entered the provided mirror while holding SCP-093, which emitted a green color. Outside technicians observed that the mirror retained a true reflection until subject had completely passed into it, at which time the view changed to a farming landscape, heavily tinged in green, similar to the first test. Video feed follows in attached media. Begin log. Camera activates, flickers to view. Camera's rolling. Uh, stay calm, D54493. Take a moment and relax. Now, holster your weapon for now, and slowly pan your camera left to right to give us a view of the surroundings, please. 
Okay. Subject is looking out over the same farmland reported by technicians. All greens through video feed are deeper, and green tinge overlays the normal colors of objects similar to the blue tinge in Test 1. No landmarks from Test 1 are discernible as subject pans camera over the area. Thank you. Take a minute, and we'll proceed when you're ready. Present is a field, long abandoned, in the middle of which stands the remains of a scarecrow of unknown design. Fragments left are rotted and torn. Nothing grows in the tilled land. A farmhouse is visible to the right of the field. Large, two stories. A basement shelter entrance is visible at one end. Okay. I'm fine. Good. Then, please proceed to the farmhouse. Walk the perimeter of the house to the far side and enter the cellar doors. Two children's bicycles, a boy's and a girl's, lay against the house near the shelter doors. One of the doors to the shelter lay in the grass, torn from the entrance as evidenced by splintering wood. On the stairs lay clothes, arranged in a descending order, shoes to shirt, going down them, belonging to a boy. What is all of this? What are you doing? 54490... Kind of sick joke. 54493, I assure you we have never seen this environment until now. Please calm down. I need a minute. We really need to continue with the experiment. Please. Let us know when you're ready. Subject takes several minutes to regain herself before continuing. It is unknown if SCP-093 is linking the subject's past with her landscape. Communication to subject is muted during her respite, while Log continues in Control's audio feed. I'm just saying, I think she was a poor choice. There are certainly other Green D classes we could have used. Well, it's a little late now. Is it? I mean, she hasn't gone that far. We're not pulling her out unless it's an emergency. Sir, I think... We can't halt an experiment just because our D-class has a case of the jitters. If 093 is indeed building our test subject surroundings around her memories, we need to know to what end. It's possible she's just projecting. And if that's the case, we need to know that as well. All right. All right. I think I'm ready. Keep up the light touch for now but we proceed as planned. Good, 54493. Please proceed down the steps into the cellar and give us a good view of the space.
the cellar of the farmhouse is unremarkable and typical. Several wooden shelves line the far wall, containing unidentified canned substances. Broken light fixtures sway gently from support beams. Camera is panned across the basement slowly. No evidence of footprints are visible. I don't think anyone's been here in a long time. And there's a really bad smell. I don't recognize it. As subject pans the area, a metal hatch is visible in the ground, similar to a bulkhead on a submarine with a turn handle. Thank you. Please approach the hatch in the floor. All right. There's something funny about the dirt around this thing. It's different from the rest of the floor, like it's all clumped and clay-like. Ugh, and that god-awful smell is stronger here. Does the handle turn? You want me to turn the handle? Yes, please. We need to know where the hatch leads. I don't know that I want to. What if I find more? 5493. The sooner you cooperate, the sooner we can get you off of that farm and back home. Okay. Okay. It turns. Please open the hatch. <coughs> Thank you. <coughs> Tilt your camera to give us a view down, please. Camera is tilted down the hatch. It is a white concrete tunnel, similar to the one found in the blue experiment but in much better condition. Now, please descend the ladder into the space below and close the hatch behind you. Are you sure that I need please to- Please keep in mind what I said a moment ago. The faster you do it, the faster we're done. Like ripping off a band-aid. Like ripping off a band-aid. you please. What about the cable? I don't want to hurt it or anything. Acknowledged. Descent down the ladder and trip to the farmhouse has consumed approximately 53 meters of cable as D54493 reaches the bottom. The inside of the hatch appears to be a bunker ill-suited to long-term use. It is spacious, about half the size of the actual cellar itself, containing three bunks, one for a couple and two for single use. 
Several boxes of food similar to those found during the blue test, marked as cereal, fill a waste container near the hatch bottom. <laughs> on the beds are two skeletons, and on the floor is a third, lying next to which is a pistol containing no ammunition. Three spent casings are across the floor near the gun. On the other side of this skeleton is a bound book in good condition. Like a band-aid. Like a band-aid. What now? What do I do? There's a book next to the remains on the floor. Please retrieve it and place it in one of the field sample containers provided. on the far end of the room. Subject examines more of the bunker. On the desk, a newspaper has been cut and is in good condition. The clipped articles are recovered using a field sample container. Little else of interest to be brought back is in the bunker as the camera is panned around. Trash bags containing clothing a few children's toys resembling popular 1950s-era products are lined against the wall. That's it, right? I can go back up? We need you to investigate the house next, but yes, you can leave the bunker now. Remember Wait, to- There! Do you see that? Stand by, 54493. <sighs> what is it? By the door, is that- 54493, there's an outlet to the left of the door frame. Please investigate. Oh, God. That's what that smell is. What is it, Doctor? Get the camera closer, please. I'm sorry. That's as close as I'm getting. I think it's a phone jack. No, wait. An Ethernet jack. But there's this weird amber stuff coming out the sides of it and forcing it out of the wall, it looks like. It smells awful. Can you get a sample? I am not touching that stuff. I'm sorry. It stinks so bad and I need to get out of this hole. If you want it, you can come get it yourselves. That's not. Fine. Acknowledged. 544-93, do you see a figure at the top of the ladder? What? No, no, there's nothing there. Figure draws out of camera view. You saw that, right? At the top of the tunnel, subject quickly pans camera across basement. No other life is seen. Nothing has been disturbed. See? It was nothing. No one's here. <clears throat> Oh, <coughs> <coughs>
Do you hear that? We're not picking up any unusual audio. What do you hear? Subject approaches cellar door cautiously with firearm drawn and lifts her head just enough so camera can view outside area. In the distance, approximately 700 meters from the farm, two massive humanoid beings are crawling across the landscape. The entities do not notice the subject, who remains quiet, but whose drawn sidearm is visibly trembling. Stay calm. Stay still and silent. The entities are featureless, facing at an angle moving across the field of vision so the faces are only visible for a few moments. During this time, it is clear they have no facial features. The arms they use to drag themselves are short at times and long at others, stretching out to varying lengths each time they move. There is no rear area to the beings. All bodily design appears to end at the torso. The two creatures take approximately 10 minutes to disappear into the distance before the subject begins to panic and begs to return. Request declined. Subject instructed to enter the home from the cellar and not to leave the home under any circumstances. The first floor is entered through a hatch in the ceiling stroke floor that opens with rusty creaks that cause subject to pause for 37 seconds before continuing upward and entering a kitchen. A heavy layer of dust coats all items in the kitchen. The refrigerator is left open. All food is spoiled. Move on to the next room. Adjacent the kitchen is a living area that subject enters slowly. There is a recliner, a couch, and a television, all of 1950s style design. There's an item sitting on the recliner. Please investigate it. Okay. Is it? I, I think it's a laptop. laptop. Design looks like something out of the 1950s somehow. Screen says, Faithful OS. Shit. I think the battery is dead. Yeah, it's dead. Is there a cord nearby? An external power supply? Not that I can see. No. Please carefully place the item in your field kit.
Uh, what's... What's happening? What are you doing? Stuck to the cushion. I can't separate them. I can take the cushion, too, No, but... you need your hands free. Put them back on the recliner and continue your search. There's another room to the right, past the couch. Subject leaves the living area and enters the foyer. The inside door leaving the home is nailed shut with thick wood planks. No attempt made to interact with these. Camera view pans 180 degrees to a staircase leading upstairs. Subject ascends without being asked. At the top of the stairs is a hallway with two doors, one on each side, and at the end of the hall, a dumbwaiter is inlaid into the wall. Subject moves to door on left, which opens to a master bedroom. The bed is neatly made, but the wardrobe next to it is thrown open and clothes are everywhere on the floor. There's that smell again. Subject finds laid out on the bed several pieces of jewelry. Oh, I think it's these. Yeah, I'm done in here. Next room. The second door opens and gives a view of a shared children's bedroom. Boy and girl, given the types of 1950s-era toys and clothes scattered on the floor. Subject approaches a window in the room and wipes with a curtain to clear dust. Adjust your camera to give us a view out the window, please. Right. Out the window, the farmland is visible, and approximately 40 kilometers from it at best guess, a city. As the camera starts to draw back, it pans down and films the area around the house. Shit, there's more of them. What? She can't see them though, right? Five forty-four ninety-three. Do you see anything of interest around the house outside? <sighs> Approximately three hundred figures similar to those from the blue test are visible around the home, all staring at subject. No, I don't see anything. Why? Do you see something? 
Please go ahead and follow your cable back to the mirror and pass through to control. Thank fucking Christ. I'm on my way. Egress from the house is uneventful. Pulley system shows no erratic behavior. Subject is approximately 30 meters from the point of pulley wire's origin. What the fuck was that? Did you hear that? Yes, we could feel it as well. Continue on to the exit. You're nearly out. Camera shows the cable disappearing into a point floating in the air, which subject approaches and passes through into the experiment control room. End log. Returned newspaper fragments filed as redacted. Test 3. Color. Violet. Subject is D84930, male, 21 years of age, average physique. Subject's background shows instance of second-degree murder of a police officer during a drug bust. Normally, this crime, while severe, would not qualify a person for a sentence that would end up with the foundation. But the murder of the officer was especially brutal, and excessive violence was used. This subject was uncooperative and had to be reminded that his cooperation would only benefit him. Subject entered the provided mirror while holding SCP-093, which emitted a violet color. Outside technicians observed that the mirror retained a true reflection until subject had completely passed into it at which time the view changed to a cityscape, urban, lightly tinged in purple, similar to the first test. Video feed follows in attached media. Begin log. Camera flickers to life and pans around the area. Man, that's fucking trippy! Pan your camera around more slowly, please. Right, right. Subject is in what appears to be a modern downtown district similar to a city like New York. The streets are mostly bare except for a few cars of unknown make or model. These cars look highly advanced and streamlined. These cars are insane, man! Look at this! Fuck! What is that rank-ass stank? Do not leave the area yet, 849.30. We need you to investigate the vehicle. Dude, why does it stink so bad? We're trying to figure that out. Please investigate the vehicle. Alright, damn. <coughs> Jesus! Fuck! Oh, what the hell? Is that shit in there? What did all that? Ugh, it's nasty. It's not. Thank you. Are all the vehicles in the same condition? I don't know, dude. This is fucking weird. Camera pans the area as subject moves to other vehicles along the street. Oh, Shit, and this one too. 
more shit. <sighs> Here we go. This one looks brand fucking new. Oh, fuck. Yes, it's unlocked. What's this baby got to show me? 849.30, stop what you're doing now. The cable you're connected to is your only lifeline. It may be sturdy enough to take you closing the door on it, but it is not sturdy enough to recover a person moving at speed. Relax, dude. I couldn't drive away in this thing even if I tried. It's like a fucking spaceship in here, all knobs and screens. There ain't even a steering wheel. Cool as hell, though. Speaking of the cable, Doctor, this place is a lot bigger than the last two. Right. Stand by 84930. Do not leave the car until you are told. Fine by me. And do not attempt to interact with the vehicle controls. <sighs> Fine. Subject remains in the car while Control discusses how to proceed. Since the city landscape is far larger than the previous test destinations, Control debates this issue while Subject stares around the cityscape from the car. During one pan, a face is clearly seen staring into the car, eyes watching the subject. However, this was not noticed until post test footage review. Subject made no comment regarding this entity at any point. All right, 84930. We've dispatched an escort team through the mirror. They will meet you at the car and accompany you for the rest of the experiment. Hey, I don't need a babysitter. I think you need to keep in mind what is at stake if you do not cooperate with us, 84930. Now remain at your position until your escort arrives. <sighs> Sitting in a fancy-ass car waiting for my escort to come. If only that was as fun as it sounds. And keep the channel clear of irrelevant commentary for Christ's sake. Step out of the car, please, and remove your harness. Wow, buy me a drink first, why don't you? What was that? Nothing. That's what I thought. Out of the car, D-Class. As instructed, subject removes cable harness, which is recovered. This subject's video feed then ends and is replaced by a wireless unit used by the escort team. The video quality on this unit is subject to more interference, but to compensate and in order to mark the mirror exit, a receiver system is placed through the mirror. In addition, each team member carries a black box body camera that lacks transmission capability. Subject leaves the car and now travels with the armed four-person escort team. Alright Control, subject has been secured and the wireless unit is transmitting. Are we clear to proceed? Affirmative, Captain Irby. Given the vast scope of the city and the myriad possible options, let's keep it simple. Move to the closest building and attempt to enter it. Copy that. This way. Hey, move it. Coming! Damn! I was just trying to... As camera nears the closest building, glass doors are seen etched with lettering. XCA Research Partners, Inc. This should be interesting. Doors ajar. 
Looks like magnetic locks, but they don't have power. We can waltz right in. Alright, let's check it out, people. Be on your guard. Yes, sir. Team enters a stereotypical corporate lobby. There is a C-shaped receptionist desk, behind which are two elevator doors, one to the left and one to the right. A chair has been pushed far from the desk. Looks like somebody left in a hurry. Oh, hey, Captain, this computer here has power. Halifax, bring the camera over and take a look. Yes, sir. The screen says Faithful OS. It's asking for a login and password. I got it, Repton. Wow, this is sleek. I never liked touch-sensitive keyboards like this, though. No tactile feedback. Okay, uh, login. The name plate on the desk says Sarai Zebulon. I'll try that. The hell kind of name is that? Z-E-B-U-L-O-N? Yeah. Okay, and password? Fuck, I don't know. Uh, password? Why not? Maximum attempts exceeded. Shit. And it shut itself down. Great. Can you turn it back on? I don't see a power button anywhere. Or a tower, for that matter. Alright, well, we're bound to run into another computer in the building like this, so... Control, what next? The elevator's behind you. Are they functional? Detroit? This one on the right is. The one on the left is just an open shaft. That's affirmative. Control. Take the elevator to the highest floor so we can get away of the city. We can plan our next destination from there. Acknowledged. Alright, people, cram in. Hey, D-Class, get over here. Keep an eye on him, Repton, would you? You got it, Captain. Highest floor is 114. She'll give us a good view. Oh, nice of you to join us. Huh. No button for the 13th floor. Or the 113th. Futuristic fuckers are still superstitious, I guess. Why so grim, A4930? Where'd that mouth attitude go, huh? Repton. What? Journey up the elevator is uneventful during this time. The elevator appears to take longer as it passes by floor 13 and then 113, suggesting that entire floor was built and nothing put on it. Alright, here we are. At 1.14, the doors open and team enters a large lounge-type area. There are many couches with dust on them, a widescreen apparently LCD TV of approximately 60-plus inches in size dominates the wall in front of them with no power. A series of windows allows in sunlight at the far end, to which the team proceeds and angles the camera outside. Holy shit. You getting this control? Affirmative. Taking stills now. Pan camera slowly from left to right, please. Then angle it further down for another pass. The view of the city is astonishing. This building is one of the tallest visible, 
but certainly not alone in its stature. What the hell happened? The city below is gray and silent, no evidence of life at this altitude. Some buildings in the city have a strange brown growth that appears to have been splashed against them, as if a gelatinous mass was flung and then seeped down before hardening. Other buildings have floors where the glass has been shattered and the same brown substance is seeping out the edges. Might want to bring that camera over here. Moving to the other window. Control, you got what you need? Affirmative. Proceed. From the other side of the building, the city edges can be seen. Attention is pointed toward an expressway that encircles the city. What the fuck? It's another one of those things. Shit. Upon which crawls another of the large half-body humanoids dragging itself with its elastic arms as witnessed in previous tests. Control, please advise. It's not aware of our presence here, right? As far as we can tell, no. It appears to be following the highway, but we have no way of tracking it, and it'll pass out of sight behind the building along its path soon enough. Advise that you limit exploration to the building you are in, and immediately return to the mirror once finished. Copy that. All right, ladies, gentlemen, and neither. Back to the elevator. What's the plan, Captain? We'll stop at each floor on the way down, take a cursory glance, and search any floor that seems even remotely interesting. Pull the door, Halifax. Did someone press the button for the 74th floor? The button's glowing. No? D-Class, you pressing buttons? I haven't pressed shit! Right, Ben. New plan. Come on in, Halifax. Let's see what's happening on 74. We're going in hot? Not yet. Just keep your eyes open. On the 74th floor, the doors open and reveal a waiting area. Looks like a doctor's office. There. Another computer on the reception desk. Awesome. It's already logged in. Look at this desktop background. I guess it is what it says on the tin, then. The background image is a large set of praying hands, with the words Faithful OS under them. There's a sign-in sheet here. Lots of weird names. And they're all dated 1953? That's consistent with these folders on the desktop. They've all got years on them. 1949, 1950, 51, 52, and 1953. What's in them? A bunch of files with what I would guess is appointment information from the looks of it. Captain, there was a notepad on the desk to the left of the computer. Please examine it. Copy control. I see it. It's custom stationery. From the desk of Dr. Boris Sitsky, Blessed Purificationist. That's the same name and creepy title on the door over here. Probably leads to the office proper. Let's see what sort of doctor this is then. Agent Irby leads the team through the door into the doctor's area. As camera moves past, the doctor's name is seen etched into the glass of the door along with a crucifix. The door leads to a white, dust-free hallway that has two examination rooms and a key-coded door at the far end. 
Agents Irby and Detroit search the examination rooms. Nothing weird in this one, Captain. Medicine cabinet's empty. Same in here. Just a typical exam room. I mean, the interesting stuff is usually locked up. Anybody find a key card? No, sir. Repton, you've got a key, don't you? I sure do, Captain. Agent Repton removes a small amount of C4 from his field kit. Control, requesting permission to use plastic explosives to blow the lock on the door. Granted. All right, everybody into an exam room. Over here, D-Class. Out of view, Agent Repton places the C4 at the lock to the key-coded door and inserts a charge while D-84930 and escort team take cover. Charge is set. Blowing in three, two, one. Fire in the hole. Nice work, Repton. Let's see what's hiding back here. Camera moves through the doorway and automatically adjusts to new lighting, revealing an area much larger than the reception area itself. I'm not sure what I was expecting. But it wasn't there. What, are you new? Area contains a series of six large containment capsules. Two are broken, and a brownish-amber material coats the floor coming from them. One is empty. The last three have nude humans floating in them with breathing masks. They've each got medical charts hanging on the front. What the hell? What does it say, Captain? The first page has this person's vitals. The second page has symptoms. But what they label as ailments are just personality or character flaws or just scandalous events in their life. Damn, if I came in, they'd probably just take me around back and shoot me in the face. The English is a little awkward, too. Agent Halifax, please get a close-up of the second page for the record. Halifax takes the chart and holds it in front of the camera until it focuses. That clear? Clear, but gibberish on camera. Please read it aloud. All right. I see what you mean about the English, Captain. Citizen Jennifer McZerka did suffer a lapse of the heart that did lead her to lay with her neighbor twice upon nights of her husband's departure from their home. Patient did submit herself into the Lord's and our hands for cleansing of mind and body. Prayer administered by High Father Uwalakin, and patient submitted to a three-day period in the Lord's tears to cleanse her system, then released in good spirits. Wow. Hey, get a load of this one. In focus, control? Yes. Proceed. Citizen Alvarius Farafan struck out at a high father during a sermon, blaspheming that the Lord's tears did turn his daughter to be unright in mind and heart, thusly laying blame for her whorish activities at the feet of the high father and his blessing. What the fuck? 
With no proof of these blasphemes, the forgiving judge and the punishing judge did agree that Alberius Farafan should bathe in the Lord's tears himself for a week to be cleansed of mind and soul, thus to prove his daughter's ways are fault of not the father's hand, and to give him peace. Hey, what's going on over there? Camera pans to focus on D84930, who is surrounded by entities similar to those witnessed in the first two tests. They're, they're, They're looking at me. Why are they looking at me, man? Stop staring at me. Stop it. I didn't do anything. Why are you staring? Leave me alone. Dude, you gotta help me, man. Please, get them to stop. Control, subject is in the corner having a panic attack. We're going in to restrain him. Negative, Captain. Have your team hold their position. Keep camera trained on subject. What? Why? 84930, who are you talking to? There's nobody else here. You don't see the entities in question? I'm telling you, Control, there isn't anyone there. What do we do with them, Captain? Control? Dispatch a single team member to approach and recover the subject. Raptain, get in there and move to de-escalate, please. Yes, sir. Agent Halifax, belay my previous order and keep the camera pointed at the corner. Copy. On the video, the figures part to make a pathway for Agent Repton as he approaches subject, then close ranks to close the path behind him. He lifts Subject by an arm to his feet. All right, come on, buddy. Get up. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, my guy. Just close your eyes or something. I said I was sorry. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. The figures again part and close ranks behind them as Subject is escorted back to the team. The figures remain steadfastly staring at Subject, no matter where he moves to. Focus lost it. Captain, request that you and your team return now. Good idea, Control. On our way out. Sorry, Captain. Those charts Halifax read reminded me. There was a binder on the reception desk labeled The Lord's Tears. Might be worth checking out. Control? Inadvisable to take the time to study the item in situ. Bag it on your way out and stow it in the subject's field kit for lab study. Copy control. On our way. Good eye, Detroit. Let's get it and go home. The team boards the elevator after retrieving the ledger mentioned by Agent Detroit, then returns to the ground floor. We've exited the building control, heading south back the to the- thing is here, man! Oh, shit! Keep quiet, both of you! Camera pans to a section of raised expressway, across which one of the large torsos is crawling. The entity turns its featureless head to look at the escort team, then raises its head to the sky. To the exit, now! Move, move, move! The team head for the spot marked by the wireless video receiver. The creature on the expressway extends an arm down that stretches to touch the ground in front of Agent Repton, who stumbles. Come on! Move, Repton! Get back from the mirror! Give them room! Agents Halifax, Detroit, and Irby are first to pass through entry point. Camera quickly pans back to portal. Three out. 
Two remaining. Subject is seen approaching, with Agent Repton lagging far behind him. D-Class, you interlast! 849.30, did you hear me? Subject Wait. moves through entry point and is caught by Agent Irby. What are you doing? Did you hear me? Get back out there before it closes! No! Let go of me, man! Let me go! You son of a guy! Repton! Mira returns to reflective surface. God damn it! You piece of shit! Somebody else restrain him, please! Sir, we gotta reopen it! No! I'm not going back in there, man! You can't make me! You can't make me go back! Subject draws his pistol. Everybody get down! Subject is terminated by Agent Irby. God damn it. End log. Agent Irby requests Portal be reopened, but it takes several minutes to find someone who can hold SCP-093 and generate a similar color. When a matching color is displayed and applied to the mirror, the video receiver is visible, and all individuals report a horrific smell. Agent Irby moves through the entryway with control person redacted. The uniform and possessions of Agent Repton are present and recovered, but he himself is nowhere to be seen and does not respond to shouts. Agent assumed killed in action, and wireless receiver recovered. Control and escort return through entry point, and mirror returns to reflective surface. Later review of Agent Repton's black box body camera footage shows him grasping at the air where entry point should be, and then turning to look up at the oversized torso. A brown gel seems to drip off the creature as it moves that disappears shortly after being dislodged, as if evaporating. Several shots are fired into the creature's face with the automatic weapon carried by Repton, causing a spray of less viscous brown liquid to pour forth from the wounds. Repton screams obscenities as the face of the creature descends upon him and the camera is pushed to the ground. Camera feed remains dark for approximately 65 seconds before light comes back and the camera films the creature crawling back to the expressway and pulling itself onto it, then crawling in the direction it was originally headed. Agent believed to have been absorbed by the creature, and perhaps digested. This may have been an example of how these unknown entities feed by direct contact with living material. Further study is recommended to be avoided on this issue. Returned ledger filed as redacted. Test 4. Color. Yellow. D-class subjects no longer authorized for testing. Testing focus has been shifted to data collection after analyzing the articles brought back from the previous three tests to better understand the fate of the world accessed by SCP-093 and determine if safeguards or practices are required for our own world. Dr. Allen has volunteered for this test, as, out of the possible candidates, he was able to cause SCP-093 to undergo a new color change. 
There is no evidence in Dr. Allen's background of any illegal or criminal behavior, nor of any psychological problems. When presented to the mirror, the view changed to that of a cubicle office environment. For this test, Dr. Allen opted to use the wireless video system and forego the pulley return system, stating he was confident he would be safe, as none of the torso creatures have been witnessed within a building where the mirror's destination showed. Video feed commences after Dr. Allen, hereafter referred to as subject, has crossed the mirror. As with prior tests, SCP-093's current color, yellow, tinges all video material. Begin Log Camera flickers to life and pans across a series of plain white cubicle constructs. Approximately 30 are visible. Well, this takes me back. Swap out the advanced computers for obsolete gateways running Windows 98, and this could be any of my old desk jobs. Ugh, you're triggering my PTSD, Doctor. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, where do I even start? I can't check every one of these. Oh, wait, here we go. An office module built into the wall with frosted glass walls and a glass door comes into view of the camera. Subject approaches this door and investigates the etched writing on it. Senior Manager Stanley Millimitz. Unlocked. Very good. Let's see what we've got here. Computer, we'll come to that. A mug with a dark brown stain halfway up the inside. I'd guess from coffee that evaporated away over God knows how long. A donut. <laughs> it's hard as a rock. Ooh, a filing cabinet. That's where they keep secrets. Try to contain your excitement just a little bit, Doctor. This is serious work we're doing. I'm sorry, but this is genuinely exciting. I never get to play detective like this. So, nothing in the first drawer. Second drawer... There's a folder in here that... Wait a second. There were similar folders in... Yes, here we go. I'll take those. And I'll take this one. What exactly did you find? Your camera's angled too high. Apologies. I'll show you in just a moment. Third drawer. Ooh, four in here. bottom. Okay, so. Subject spreads the files out on the desk and adjusts his camera. Can you see them now? Yes. What are they? For one, these folders are blue, while all the others in the cabinet are yellow. Additionally, this symbol here of the praying hands, 
It's the same as the Faithful OS logo. None of the other folders have it. Great. Place the items in your fuel kit and examine the computer. You don't think that's interesting? If we didn't think it was interesting, we wouldn't have you bring them back for study. But if this building is anything like the size of the last one, we need to keep moving. Fair point. Okay then, moving to the computer. Already logged in, thankfully. I wonder where all these devices are getting their power from. There's no cord or power outlets that I've noticed. Good old faithful OS. What the hell? This one has sound when I click, evidently. <laughs> That's so dorky. What the hell? The PC fails to yield any useful information to subject, who abandons it and leaves the office. Approaching the other end of the office floor, he presses a button on the wall for the elevator and enters. Spacious. What floor are we on? 34 of... Jesus Christ, that's a lot of buttons. We're on 34 of... That would be... 230 total. Going from negative 115 to 115. That's a lot of distance to cover. Uh, I would suggest... Doctor, that a second wireless video transponder be placed in the elevator to help compensate. Good idea. But for that to work, we'll also need to move the current unit to the elevator entrance on this floor. How will I find my way back to the mirror? We'll place a construction cone at the entry point. Sending in some technicians with the other unit now. And there we go. We should be set. How's the signal, Control? Coming in clear. Good to go on this end. Copy that. Do you need anything before we leave, Doctor? Thank you. No, I should be fine. If anything happens to me, though, recover the 34th floor transponder and seal the test chamber. Of course, sir. Stay safe. Good luck, sir. I doubt it will come to that, Doctor. You never know. <laughs> Honestly, I've just always wanted to say something like that. Alright, why don't we go straight to the extremes and work our way back to the middle, huh? I'll head to the negative 115th floor first. Acknowledged. The descent down the elevator is long, consuming 15 minutes. During this time, the camera experiences one malfunction. The image jerks and turns to snow, restoring to show 14 other figures in the elevator with subject as video pans around, all of whom move as he moves to allow him space. Control does not inform subject of their presence, as figures have not posed a threat in previous tests. They remain for 35 seconds, then the camera flickers to snow and returns. Subject is now alone in the elevator, dancing, as is assumed by the ducks and sways of the video feed. 
different smell. The one we all got a whiff of in the last test. You smell it in the elevator? Was it there before? No. And it's getting stronger as I go down. Like I'm getting closer to the source of it. What floor are you at currently? I just passed negative 105. Let's, uh, not go much further, eh? Negative 107 will do. Acknowledged. The elevator doors open on the negative 107th floor to a room with several PCs and chairs. The walls are entirely glass. Tilting the camera upward reveals that the ceiling is also glass, and several more glowing PC monitors are visible in the story above. Subject approaches the far wall and peers through it. It's an observation deck. We're observing what? That is the question, isn't it? It's too dark to see what's down there, but I bet these computers can tell me. Subject approaches the monitoring stations and checks one of the PC screens. On the screen is the faithful OS logo and a monochrome video feed. Wow. I don't know where this feeds camera is, but it's showing what must be thousands of those containment capsules from Violet. Several stories of them. This place is huge. I think there are multiple cameras judging by this interface. Just a moment. Yeah, there we go. Another camera view appears on screen. This one's more close up and in motion, gliding in front of each capsule. I guess to monitor the contents. Every single one is broken. A third view appears. This one's facing the opposite direction. Okay, yes, the observation decks definitely overlook the capsules because this camera's checking each deck. Assuming it's the same set of decks. Oh, (laughs) there I am. (laughs) Subject looks up and a hovering camera unit glides up past him. And there it goes. What is propelling that thing? So much here is fascinating. I wish there wasn't also so much that was... A fourth view appears. Terrifying. Showing an astonishingly large torso being crawling in circles, bumping into walls and changing directions. Where is that doctor? That's below us, the bottom floor. I see the bottom few observation decks. That thing is enormous. That's three, four, five, six stories tall? What is that, 20 meters? Well, I guess I was wrong. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad I didn't go all the way down. That's all the cameras, it seems. Let's see what else is on this computer. Subject moves the video log aside to see a simple text editor that was hidden behind it. A text file is open. I did not trust the Overwatchers. I felt something was wrong. 
Under my desk on floor 54 is a safe with a weapon in it. And this person gives the combination at the bottom. Okay, surely you find this exciting, right? Doctor. Oh, fine. At least I know where to go next. I wonder if this thing has a print function. Ha, here we are. A printout of the text is recovered and filed in the field kit. Subject leaves the observation deck and proceeds to 54 without a vent, arriving on a cubicled office floor. He proceeds to the desk mentioned in the document. This is it. And here's the safe. Completely undisturbed. Alright, let's see here. The combination was... There! <laughs> what have we got here? A notebook. Looks like a diary. The same author as the message on the computer, as expected. And we have... the weapon. A rather peculiar revolver, fully loaded with strange ammunition. What does this do exactly? Hmm? Oh, yes. Sorry. I'll pack these away and bring them with me. Please. So, what now? Top floor? Ground floor? Actually, given the sheer number of floors available to explore, and the vital information we got from the observation deck, and the items of interest acquired, I believe we'll be wrapping this up. Oh. Alright. It is a big building, isn't it? That was quite some luck we had finding that message. Huh. Well, I'll be on my way then. Acknowledged. Subject proceeds back to the elevator without a vent and returns to 34. Technicians retrieve the wireless video transponder from the elevator but are halted by subject before disabling the other. Yes, sir. Camera pans away from technicians and moves toward a nearby desk. Doctor, may I ask what the delay is? Nothing to worry about. I've just found something else I felt worth documenting. This computer here, it has the exact same text file open as the one on the observation deck. The same screen, even. So does the computer on the desk next to this one, and the one next to it. I don't think we stumbled across that message by chance. Someone must have set it up to make sure we saw it. 
that would seem to make sense as a possibility. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Now tell me that's not an exciting thought. It's very interesting, Doctor. End log. It is theorized that the author of the note installed a network virus to propagate it through the building, so any PC on that network would be found and the information discovered. All materials filed with other SCP-093 recovered materials. The firearm from the safe has been returned as item redacted, in addition to the 24 rounds of ammunition found with it. Analysis of item redacted and the ammunition for it postponed, for reason that it would require deconstruction of one of the rounds, and they may be beneficial until testing of SCP-093 is resolved. Test 5. Color. Red. SCP-093 distributed amongst staff until a new color could be generated by contact with it. Service technician Harris was able to cause SCP-093 to take on a fierce red hue and glow, much brighter than the object's normal color. Harris agreed to assist with a test of SCP-093. Per Dr. Allen's request, recovered firearm from yellow test given to technician Harris for use in this test. When applied to the mirror for the test, SCP-093 generates an unknown environment. No color tinge appears present on the displayed destination, which is comprised of red stonework. Technician Harris, known hereafter as Subject, enters the mirror and video capture begins. Begin Log Video flickers to life. Whoa. Subject is viewing a large cylindrical pillar that is rotating on its own. Holes are distributed throughout the object at seemingly random intervals. This is different from the other locations. Is the environment safe? Hard to say. My gut says no, honestly, but I have nothing empirical to back that up yet. Let's assess that before we continue then. Alright. Uh, the room is cylindrical. Big. Looks like it's all made from the same material as 093. This pillar is probably six feet, sorry, 1.8 meters wide, and God knows how tall. Oh, shit. A beam of white light is emitted from one of the holes in the pillar near subject. That certainly didn't seem safe. Can you see where the beam struck the wall? Good thinking. Wait. That looks like 093. The walls are covered with objects that look just like it. That's what the beam hit. There's so many of them. My god, thousands aligned in a... A hexagonal grid? Hold on. Where did I come in? Camera pans until wireless video receiver is in view. Subject approaches it. (sighs) 
right here against this wall. There's a spot for one of the objects right where I came in, but it's not there. Is it the one I'm holding? Are there any other objects missing? I see a few, yeah. This place is so vast I can't see everything, but I'd extrapolate from what I can that there could be dozens of 093s that are gone. It's like this place is some kind of nexus or central array. That's kind of worrisome. Trust me, we've taken note. But that's a discussion for later. Is there a way out of this room that you can see? I hope so. Here we go. Subject approaches a ladder in the floor. Not what I was expecting to find, but it's an exit. You want me to go down? Please. The ladder exits into a large clean room, full of computer equipment that appears antiquated compared to previously encountered equipment. Weirder and weirder. I haven't seen computers that use tape drives anywhere, but museums. This is not the same technology we saw in the other tests. Uh. The light bulb on that machine there just came on. Does a machine like that look familiar to anyone at Control? That's a negative. Yeah, me neither. And it just went out again. Whatever that means. Oh well. Camera pans around the space as subject moves, before focusing on a large CRT monitor, which displays single words in eight colors at roughly three second intervals. What is that saying? It says... Clean. Unclean. Clean. Clean. Lost. Unclean. No clue what it's referring to, but yeah, it looks like it just keeps going like that. Thank you. There was a large window on the other side of the room. Investigate it, please. It's another observation deck. Window looks out over another series of tubes as witnessed before, though far fewer and filled with blue liquid. What appears to be electrical current dances over many of the tubes at erratic intervals. They look different, right? There wasn't any electricity arcing across the ones in the other tests. Five or so of these are also broken though, which seems consistent. 
Subject moves from the window to a terminal on a pedestal next to it. Tube status reports situation X549, situation X550, evacuation log. Bullshit. I'm sorry? That's the name of one of the files on here. Bullshit. And the last two are agent redacted report and facility fire plan. It's waiting for me to pick one. Are they all text files? Let's try facility fire plan and see. This one's text, and now that I think about it, I can't imagine a computer this old being capable of anything besides generating text. Yep, this one is too. Is there a way to print them? I don't see a printer. Uh... Command not recognized. Yeah, that's a no. Stand by. Harris, there is a pad of paper in the pen in your field kit. We need you to transcribe the text of each file to bring back for study. Ugh. Really hoping you wouldn't say that. Sorry. <sighs> well, guess I better get started then. Expunged. All selections that generated text were transcribed by subject and verified by a control member who passed through the portal to recover them. This process took approximately two hours, and video feed was deleted to condense this report. Recorded documents are filed as redacted. Subject was then asked to remain in area and observe the machinery and containment room to make observations for later debriefing. Log resumes in Control's audio feed. So what are we thinking for tonight? Dalton's again? I'm down. Food is so greasy. So don't eat the food, you donger. <laughs> it's a bar. We're not going there to eat. I can't drink without eating something. Harris, are you there? Well then, how about Eau Claire? Uh, are you serious? Hey, pay attention. The portal just closed. Wait, what? Video stream is out. Harris, can you hear me? Please respond. The signal's been lost. He's not going to respond. We'd have to open the mirror again to reestablish the connection, and we can't do that with 093 on the other side. Then what options do we have? There's nothing we can do on our end. We just have to wait and see what happens. Guess drinks will have to wait, too. What? He's got a good head on his shoulders. I'm sure he'll be fine. Ah, oh, there we go. The mirror portal is suddenly re-established. Harris, do you copy? I copy. Returning now. See? What did I tell you? Harris, what's happened? Harris, did you hear me? Yes, I said copy. I'm almost there. End log. After returning through Portal, Subject appeared to be in good health and condition despite the time loss, but spoke little. During immediate debriefing, Subject underwent sudden convulsions, and medical staff was alerted. While attempting to subdue Subject, he displayed enhanced strength and used item redacted to shoot one of the debriefing staff, killing them. Guards shot Subject once with a sidearm in the heart and once in the chest, 
but subject did not fall. All staff evacuated room, and a second shot was fired by subject, which missed. A more heavily armed team entered debriefing room and used automatic weapons to dispatch subject. Reports confirm that subject did not bleed when shot, but instead leaked a green-brown substance that seemed to be a mix of solution observed in some containment tubes and the material recovered during Test 3. All further SCP-093 tests have been discontinued, while review of materials recovered is in effect. All recovered materials from SCP-093 testing are Level 4 classification. Release must be approved by no fewer than two Level 4 personnel. Access granted. Recovered materials. All documents contained in this file are Class 4 clearance requiring two signed approvals to access. Any employee reading past this point who does not have proper classification should consider themselves to be terminated from employment and now subject to disciplinary actions up to and including forced administration of Class A amnestic, immediate transfer to cater class security, and death. Blue Test Newspaper Article 1 Only one item could be recovered during our initial test, and that was a newspaper clipping found attached to a corkboard in an abandoned bunker. Most of the articles were in a state of decay, but one was firm enough for recovery. It reads, Most Holy Father announces progress, unclean being cleansed. A rare public address directly from the Most Holy Father of the United Lands of the Sun has declared that the Blessed Militia has driven back many of the unclean who are skulking our lands now. New Rome, our capital, has been purged of the unclean, and citizens are encouraged to come back to their homes. Citizens who live in the surrounding countryside should not return to their farms, as the unclean still roam the fields and plains around our glorious city and continue to grow in size. The Blessed Militia has developed new weapons which have proven capable of punishing the unclean and driving them back into the unfertile lands. Construction has begun of a system to permanently close the unfertile lands off from our blessed lands in each affected area once all the unclean have been driven away. The Most Holy requests that all citizens of our united lands bow in prayer and offer tithe to recognize the sacrifices of our blessed militia in these troubled times. Reports have been coming in that falsely accuse the Blessed Militia of having committed sin against the citizens whose homes they are inhabiting as they travel bravely through contaminated lands. The Most Holy would like to remind the people that blasphemy against any who wear his mark is the most grave of sin, and unfounded accusations will be punished accordingly. We should work to support he and his men however possible, just as they lay down their lives for us. The sinful rebels who...
Screen Test, Newspaper Articles 2, 3, and 4, and Diary. Our second test recovered many materials that helped to establish a sequence of events for this alternate world. The diary recovered provided a glimpse into the last days of the owners of the home from which it was recovered, and may represent activity in other areas of the world as well. Newspaper Article 2 Reads Farms surrounding the city of Silver Feathers have reported being unable to contact neighbors across voice or video feeds in the last week. Until an approval is granted by the regional High Father, an investigation cannot commence, but he assures the people that these events have not escaped his attention. Residents are advised to notify their local blessed voice daily so any further disappearances can be addressed immediately. Residents are also advised to begin stalking their shelters to be ready for any situation. Newspaper Article 3 Reads Following the disappearance of the blessed voices from several outlying regions around the city of Silver Feathers, The regional High Father has declared a concern for safety and livelihood. Under this declaration, all farmland residents must evacuate immediately to their shelters. Scattered reports of an unclean have come in, but have yet to be verified. Newspaper Article 4 reads. The City of Glorious Song has stopped responding to any and all communications. The worst can only be assumed, and our hearts go out to any who are in the region who are unable to hear our words. The city of Silver Feather's Blessed Militia has reported several incursions by the unclean into the city, and have exterminated four of the abominations before they could become a danger to any residents. The regional High Father reminds the citizens to avoid direct confrontation with the unclean. Conventional arms do nothing to the unclean. Only the most holy of implements will penetrate their sin, so do not put yourself in danger. Any citizens who suspect their neighbors indulging in heavy sin should immediately contact the blessed militia through designated checkpoints. The diary reads Date redacted. I have the distinct feeling we're gonna die, so I'm gonna write this all down now for whoever comes along and finds our bones. My name is Herver Fukulsev, and I'm a farmer. I grow the rabsticks and the huskiers. We raise the inks and the ooms. It's me, my wife O'Ferry, and our two little ones, Trevin and Listeria. I got this book in trade from the blessed man who came by for food and shelter. He told us to start getting our shelter ready and not to let no other blessed who come in by even know we're here. Says the whole thing break down, nothing right no more. So I does as he said. Got it all ready. We going down there in the next day or so. In the morn, he was gone. Which made the wife sad, as he was polite to us, unlike most of the others. Figure he didn't want to be no burden. Liss went out looking for him, to be sure he weren't just round the house. Date redacted.
He didn't turn up nowheres, so we guess he left. Strange enough, Lys found his clothes around a mile or so away, and all his gear, but no him. She left it all there, and that's for the best, if what happened that I think. I'm clearly no educated man, don't claim to be, but I can put two and two together and tell you that things are bad out there. For everyone, and especially for us, cause it's coming way too close. Sometimes you can smell it. That's when we hide. Smells like a leg of meat that's been rotten for too long and just won't go back into the dirt. Even the soil is rejecting them, I guess, refusing to let them be buried to die. Date redacted. It came. Too fast. We weren't ready. The smell came in the night. Maybe we would have been fine, but the little ones were afraid, so we went to the shelter. Trev was slow. He saw it, kept staring at it as it shambled by. It ignored us, until he screamed when I was getting Liss and the Miss down in the shelter. I went to get him, but it was too fast. I saw him standing up there, screaming, and then its head came down on him, pressed over him. He tried to run for the stairs, tried to get to us, but then, in a blink, he was gone, and it pulled away. His clothes fell into the cellar, like he vanished out of them. I got into the shelter, slammed the hatch, and locked it. I think it knows we're here now. It'll try to get in. Take us, too. No telling how long we got. Plenty of food, though. I was wrong. The food was rotten. Something got into it, or I just didn't notice. We're eating what we can. There's food, but not enough. And that thing ain't leaving. It's trying to find ways in. Smelt the smell coming from the LifeWeb plug in the wall. Something seeped through it, and we kept away. It got all hard like a rock, and don't smell no more. Maybe the power in the plug finally let it die. I went up to peek. Cellar is fine. Trev's clothes still on the stairs. Peeked outside. We're not gonna make it. There were ten. Twenty. Thirty. Couldn't count. So many. All going in a circle around the house, looking at it with those faceless faces, and the stink. Oh, the stink. Went back into the shelter and locked the door. I think. I don't want to see my family rot away. I think faster is better. The miss? She agrees. We won't tell Liss. She'll be first. Then my wife, my love. Then me. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I gave the best life to my family possible. It was them holy ones what brought this. I'm gonna pen this in memory to my great pap. He was old and knew stories older than himself. Says those unclean they preach about, 
those unfertile zones they say stay out of, all cause of the most holy bringing the world together. Them things are the ultimate sin. Everything about us that was evil and impure, it's them. They don't know nothing but doing what they do. Don't even know why they do it. They just do it. Take us into them. Then we're gone. I asked Pap what they were, and he lit a stick, took a puff, and he said, Don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody who'll admit it. But if you see this symbol, if you see it, you run, boy. You run fast. You run far. And you hide. And you never go back where you saw it. That's all I know. I remember the symbol. Was on the rock he kept on his neck under his shirt. Next day, Pap was gone. Nowhere to be found. Dad weren't sad. Said he knew it'd happen one day. Pap went home. See you soon, Dad. Pap. Data expunged. Symbol matched symbol found on SCP-093's surface as one of the deeper engravings. Also matches symbols noticed on video feed of final test on SCP-093 duplicates. Violet Test Office Ledger The third test with SCP-093 resulted in the unfortunate loss of a security member but also allowed us to recover a ledger with insight into the medical procedures carried out on the alternate Earth, now termed E-093. The ledger reads, Patient, Jennifer McZerka, Recovery Tube 001-1 Mixture, 35% Tears, 30% Nutrient, 10% HFT, 25% Blessing Summary Jennifer McZerka is 20 cycles of age, and during her 18th cycle, was the victim of a Hovride accident that resulted in brain damage and misalignment of her moral processes. She is prone to violent outbursts and can only be calmed down by impure stimulation. Because of this, she actively seeks out strangers to mingle with and her parents have requested of the High Father that she be set to the tears to mend her mind and body. Patient accepted. During preparation for the tears, subject went into a rage, and the attending hand went to recover a sedative. Jennifer tore her clothes off and screamed impure words at me, so I locked the door and instructed the hand to wait outside. I am half shameful to admit I laid with Jennifer a total of seven times before putting her to the tears. It has been very long for me, and her parents have abandoned her to our care, so care for her I will. Before setting her to the tears, I authorized a blessed probe of her body functions and found she is settled now with young, and tests confirm it shall be mine. I have mixed her bath to accommodate this, and she will soak in the tears until her body is ready to give life. Patient. None. Recovery tube 001-2. Mixture. None. Summary. None. 
patient, Alberius Farafan, recovery tube 001-3, mixture 80% tears, 20% nutrient. Summary, Alberius Farafan is a farmer from outside the city of Silver Feathers who claims to have lost family to the unclean. He confronted the Eye Fathers of the city and demanded compensation and retribution for the loss. The High Fathers deny the existence of unclean beyond the unfertile lands and refuse compensation or retribution. Alberius struck a High Father and was arrested and sentenced to a cleansing of the soul. His mixture is primarily tears to seep into the soul and cleanse his heart and ease his pain. The lawkeepers state his family is indeed missing, so his sentence beyond the tears has been dropped in sympathy for their loss. I used the last of the HFT on Jennifer, or I would have used less tears in this bath. 80% is higher than I am comfortable with, but the HFT is becoming hard to obtain. I may have to go through the dark. Patient. Name withheld. Recovery tube 002-1 Mixture 75% nutrient, 25% blessing Summary A member of the Blessed Militia who was wounded in combat Request is from the High Father Details withheld Patient Name withheld Recovery tube 002-2 Mixture 75% nutrient 25% Blessing Summary A member of the Blessed Militia who was wounded in combat. Request is from the High Father. Details withheld. Patient Name withheld. Recovery tube 002-3 Mixture 75% Nutrient 25% Blessing Summary a member of the Blessed Militia who was wounded in combat. Request is from the High Father. Details withheld. Yellow Test. PC Printout. Safe Diary. And Item. Redacted. The fourth test into E093 provided us with documentation assumed to be written by a technician in either a medical or government facility. Item. Redacted found in the safe, is being considered for SCP classification, primarily due to the composition of the ammunition found with it and the advanced firing mechanism attached to what should be a very base firearm. The PC printout reads, I did not trust the overwatchers. I felt something was wrong cycles ago. Under my desk, on floor 54, is a safe with a weapon in it. It is one of those used by the Blessed Militia. My brother has sent it to me. He says they are also not what they claim. They have done things to our fellows even more vile than what the unclean would do. He tells me to be ready to fight. I cannot. It is not me. I do not know violence. I am too frail. You. Use it. Save yourself. The Safe Diary reads, My name is Herval Tolowis. I am a hard systems watcher here. 
My job is to monitor the sinful who bathe in the Lord's tears and then make sure that they reach the prescribed dilution time. I have been doing this job for 23 cycles, and now things are falling apart. I can no longer abide by the Most Holy. I must speak the truth. We are being told to evacuate. The containment tubes have been breached. An unclean has appeared in the place of rest, and we are unable to destroy it. The live motion footage shows how it came to be, and this is what has unsealed my heart and mind and tongue. I must speak. Should the overwatchers see this, I will be silenced. So I must hide it. Thankfully, they are ignorant with the hardware, so I can hide this easily. The overwatchers told us we should leave last, to ensure the hardware contains the unclean. What that means is, we should distract it and die in case it breaches the watching decks. It has shattered nearly all the tubes and absorbed the people in them. I've dispatched the eyes to the unclean, and they have touched it, bringing me back a sample of it. The unclean are not sinners. They are not products of our disobedience. I suspect they are us. The eyes have dated the sample. It is older than myself, older than my elders. It is over 200 cycles in age. 200. The sirens are still sounding, but no signal has come for us to leave. I do not think this unclean is alone. I have seen how they can get into places, between places, between places. Is that where they have been all this time? Between places? The makeup of the unclean is unstable. Molecules detach and reattach, almost before my eyes, as if to move the entire thing reforms itself in space and time. Why does it not come up here? Too much effort? Or does it not sense me? They have no eyes, no mouth, no face. They cannot speak, cannot see. But they must be able to sense us. The smell. It is so strong. It comes from all directions. It is not a smell of the dead. It is a smell that comes from something that should be dead, but does not know how to die. The War of the Holy Union. I think that was where it may have started. We are united under the Most Holy. But what does he owe us? Nothing. We merely keep society running while those on high benefit. Is this not how it has always been? But now we are told we are pleasing the will of those above us in the clouds those great beings who gave us the power to live and to prosper, those who we have never laid eyes upon but are told we must revere. Lies. All of it. It must be. I am using the eyes to create a fluid to oppose the makeup of the unclean's sample. Perhaps they will cancel each other out. I will leave soon and store the rounds here. I cannot use the weapon. I am too weak a man for this. 
I will protect my family with my mind and not with my rage. We will be safe in the fields. I know where to go. I will go above now to my family. I will leave the hardware running. I was told to turn it off, but this is where I defy them. It will run. This will watch. The eyes will see for however much time they have. Someone will read this. And someone will know. Take the gun. Take the fluid. Do not listen to the Most Holy. We did. And we are damned. Item Redacted is a revolver-style weapon with two 12-bullet cylinders. The design of the gun has one cylinder on each side, raised slightly, so they may flip into the gun itself and then rotate, firing all rounds, before flipping back out and allowing it to be reloaded while the second is usable, allowing a total of 24 shots before it runs empty. There is no firing pin on this gun, but instead there is a pullback slide mechanism that must be used to prime the active cylinder. At the time of recovering, all 24 slots contained a syringe-style bullet with 32 needles on the end. On impact, it is assumed the force of the shot will press the liquid inside into the target. None have been tested. Of express interest is that these cylinders can hold standard 45 caliber ammunition, which has been tested. The gun uses an ultra-high-power magnetic rail system to deliver the shot, so the gunpowder in the bullet is never used. In consideration is a redesign of a round that would utilize the gunpowder mid-flight to add even higher velocity to the round, or that would explode on impact for higher yield. Red Test PC Document Transcriptions the final authorized test with SCP-093 resulted in the loss of a skilled service technician, but allowed us to recover very revealing documents that can only be assumed to not have been intended for public knowledge in any world. Curious among these is Agent Redacted Report, which appears to have been written by a Foundation employee several decades ago. While these transcriptions were the best material recovered, it seems that the system used to create the files allowed for multiple forms of input, including typed and verbal speech-to-text. This dual-input system seems to explain the variances in the style between users as well, with assumptions made on the part of the software while performing conversions. Transcription 1. Facility Fire Plan Reads, In the event of any emergency requiring the facility to be evacuated, all Clear 4 staff should report to Train Station 3 and use their vial to call the evacuation train. Only one vial is required to call the train and may contain any amount of tears. An empty vial will not call the train. Clear 2 and 1 staff should remain at their posts until either 10 minutes after the departure of Clear 4 persons or until authorized by Clear 4 staff. 
Clear Three staff should utilize the protective garments at their stations and weapon lockers before proceeding to designated crisis areas, as dictated by Clear Four staff. Transcription Two reports reads. Three unfertile zones have increased 25% in size in the last seven days. Containment teams are not finding any presence of unclean in these zones, but they are visibly confirmed as expanding. Clear five level high fathers have confirmed breaches in the holy chambers at each of these zones. All chambers found empty. It is believed that the unclean have breached containment on the holy chambers, dispatching additional guard to remaining chambers. Transcription three, situation X five four nine, reads: Expansion of zone six four to has been confirmed. Unfertile zone containment procedures in effect. Containment staff dispatched to site. This is the tenth report in thirty days, upgrading to situation status. Reports from Clear Five High Fathers have stopped at all affected. The city of His Word has been placed on full lockdown and all travel denied in or out. Other cities are now in alert mode and combat teams are being dispatched to city perimeters. Transcription four. Situation X five five zero reads: The great land of Hephusia has fallen, per satellite images. Entire landmass considered tainted. Outbreak of sin reported in Levena, and that landmass has requested assistance from the Holy Union. Assistance denied due to our own outbreak and mass reportings of unclean. Clear ten staff have issued the order to evacuate via the gateway, and for all Holy Union authorized persons to proceed to the nearest sky platform for evacuation to Star Eye Eden to continue monitoring status. Gateway keys are being ejected to prevent spread from this center to other spacetime vectors. Resurrecting staff are being awakened to monitor and continue reports here as we evacuate. May His blessings forgive our greatest sin. Transcription five, evacuation log, reads: Evacuation in progress. Shuttle one away. Shuttle two away. Shuttle three error 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 error. Error. Release us. Release us. Release us. Why? 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 Shuttle three. Error. Launch aborted. Proceed to shuttle four. Shuttle four reporting delayed launch. Overloaded. Triage protocols engaged. Shuttle four reports passenger limit obtained. Preparing to launch. Why? 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 Why release us? Why us release? Why us? What did we do? Why why? System detecting electrostatic activity. Compensating. Compensating. Comp. 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 One zero one zero one one zero one 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 zero one one zero one zero one zero one zero one 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 zero zero one one. Why were we hurt? What did we do? Why were we hurt? What did we do? System shutdown. 
System restore purge of contaminated data in progress. Why us? Why us? Why us? Why us? Why us? Why us? Why? Listen. Record five four three two dash one zero four dash three nine two. Password. Forgive us. Five 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 four 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 three three two 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 two. Two 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 one 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 one. Why 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 why? System purge, purge, purge. Transcription six. Bullshit. Reads. WTF is this place? LOL. Okay, so like there are people typing stuff here, so I'm gonna type too. LOL. So like I found this rock in the pond by the house, and it was all kinda glowy and stuff when I picked it up. So I'm like, oh wow, pretty. And when I pick it up, the pond you couldn't see the bottom. It was this weird room with a glowy rock thing. LOL. I don't know. So I like, I guess, fell into it. Oops. And now I'm here and not there. And really, I'm kinda scared. But this place is like a movie set, so it's cool. LOL. There's some guy I can. Here talking, he keeps asking me to come downstairs, but I don't see no door. He keeps screaming for help too, cause I told him to eat me. Laugh, and he won't shut up. I guess I could try going back into that room, but it's so creepy in there. I'm sorta scared to laugh. Oh, so hey, I found a door. It's like in the floor instead of on a wall. So like, I'm gonna go tell that guy Yellen to shut it up so I can go home. BBL. Transcription seven, agent redacted. Report reads: My name is redacted, and I am an agent at the foundation. The year in my world is 1972. I assume it is the same in this world, but from what I have seen due to SCP-093, life on this world ended in approximately 1954. I have used SCP-093 to visit a number of locales, starting and ending here in this center. I have seen the landscapes where no grass will grow. I have run from the unclean as they pursue anything they sense. I have no understanding of how they hunt, but I have learned what they are. Approximately 350 years ago or so. This world experienced a technological boom ours did not. The source of this seems to have been the arrival of He, a godlike being of unknown origin. He declared the world unclean and full of sin, and the only way to purge itself of this sin was to purge the sinners. A war. Whoever was left alive was clean. Amazing advances in science were bestowed to all cultures for a period of ten years to prepare them for this war, and during that time, he disappeared. The war happened anyway. The instigator, the Holy Union of Land, apparently the landmass that for us would become the United States. Records are sketchy, and books that detail anything about this time period are forbidden in the world. 
I located a cache of recorded history by following a series of corrupted computer communications. It seems the primary weapon used in this war for his love was, in fact, people. Exposed to something called his holy tears, a liquid compound I have seen in use even today in abandoned medical facilities. His holy tears purge the sin from the unclean and make them love him. At least, that's what the label states. The records I recovered are very unclear about how this war was waged, except to state, His holy chosen walked the lands of the sinful and took their sin unto themselves. Those who cried for his salvation received it and are now our children. Those who denied his love were purified in his radiance. But something apparently happened no one knew how to deal with. The unclean, the large creatures that are half a man and devour whatever they touch that lives and breathes. I actually found a scientific report written by someone who stumbled here with an SCP-093 copy. These creatures are the result of exposure to a very pure form of his tears resulting in a genetic apocalypse occurring within the exposed. There are terms in here, something about quantum restructuring. I don't understand any of this, but it means they were once humans like everyone else. That couldn't be controlled. But they could be contained. They seemed to be attracted to his tears and a central point was established in various regions where a person with the purest form of his tears stays, keeping the unclean in that area, known as an unfertile land. Something went wrong with that, too. Not sure what, but everything fell apart. The power structure, the culture, the people, all of it fell to ruins and now those things shamble around the land as its new owners, with no purpose or direction. You can stand next to one if you can stand the stink, and they just slip right past you. If you catch their attention, though, that's it. They move like lightning if they need to, and like a snail unless they have a reason to speed up. Sometimes I think they chase just to do it. Others. They move to kill. I think someone is in this facility. Or someones. I keep hearing voices and requests coming from areas under the floor. I want to leave this before I explore the facility any further. I have sent SCP-093 back through the entry mirror to seal that gate. These things can't be let into our world nor should we have anything to do with this one. We're simply not smart enough to understand it all, I feel. I don't think the unclean can die. They're immortal, but they don't want to be. They just want to die. There, in my head, I think. I didn't notice it till just now, but... Equipment in this room is starting to react to me. Words on the screen, begging for help. I, I remember touching the tears, smelling it, tasting it, just a touch. Not eating it, just 
touching to it, tasting for acidity. We have pretty stupid investigative procedure, I think. Ha ha. The High Fathers are alive. They have technology we only imagine in our comics, given by him. Some of the records on this machine indicate space travel, but they didn't go far. Just far enough to watch the world fall apart and wait to come back and take it. But if they are up there, who is in this building with me? I've seen the faces of the people, the unclean. They show up on the pictures cast by the machine in the room with me, watching me. I think they are everywhere on this world, only seen by machines now. They don't look sad or happy, just curious. They want to know why. Why them? Why did it all happen? I don't know. I just don't know. They showed me things when I touched them, and it's not quite like the records say. The unclean remember it all. Every person they touch becomes part of them, safe inside them, but dead to us. Every mind, every feeling, every terror, it's eternal to them. I kind of want to join them, but too much to do. They want me to find him, kill him. There was no war, it was him, 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 it, it. It came from between the folds of time and space and worlds and light and dark, something that is but should not be, slipped in and called out to them as their god, and they believed it, and they tasted it, and touched it, and laid with it, and became its property, and did its will, and it is still here. The SCP-093, it brought with it, pulled forcefully with it, built it, I don't know, they don't know, but it belongs to him. It lets him move between places, between worlds, so I broke it. Ha, ha, ha. I threw pieces of it away and threw holes, so those doors are closed just like ours is closed, and I can't go home, so what else can I do? It calls out through the rock, somehow. It knows where they are, but can't touch them. But if you hide the rock, he can't call out. And he's stuck too. I got you, you son of a bitch. I got you. Bang, bang. Ha, ha. I touched him. With my fist. And my gun. And he fell down. But he'll get back up. Soon. I'm sorry. I did all I could. Let me sleep now. Please. Let. Me. Sleep.